The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they got together to disconcert him, and one of them put a question. Master, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second resembles it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets also. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord. So I said we were approaching the mountain of the Lord where God spoke. And just below that mountain is a valley full of bones. Death and life are in such close proximity because that's where we are in this world. I was reminded of something, and this is probably a strange thing to be reminded of, but I was thinking of this document that the church put out in 1950 called Humane Generis. And it was a document that was meant to placate a lot of worries that the church and the world was having with regard to dehumanizing philosophies that were creeping into the, to the consciousness of humanity. And one of them was evolution as a theory, which seemed to undermine the Christian conviction that we're created in the image and likeness of God, that we're infinitely precious. If this falls away, we have barely anything left. We have no reason to, to give anyone any special dignity. And, and you see it collapsing in, in societies that have adopted this kind of thinking. Humanity and the human creature becomes a machine that you can employ to anything. And if they break down, they break down. Who cares? You know? And if, they're less, um, if they have less utility, then they're worthless from the beginning. Who cares? You know? We're all just spanners in someone's toolbox. And that's not the Christian vision at all. In fact, we are all unfathomably precious to God and to each other, hence this commandment. I want to read a tiny passage from that document, Humana Generis, because as I think of the bones that Ezekiel saw, we think of, I guess, humanity climbing to where it is. And there's a very, very basic conviction that we have, whether or not, you know, to, to whatever degree we accept um, evolution as a path to, to how life develops on this planet, the conviction is that the human spirit comes from God, breathed. It didn't evolve. The human soul didn't evolve out of mud. No, it was breathed into us from our maker who loves us. Listen to this. It comes from paragraph 5 and 6 of Humanae Generis. If anyone examines the state of affairs outside the Christian fold, he will easily discover the principal trends that not a few learned men are following. Some imprudently and indiscreetly hold that evolution explains the origin of all things and audaciously support the monistic and pantheistic pantheistic option that the world is in continual evolution. <clears throat> it goes on to relate this to communism, to materialism, to a whole lot of things um, that, that break down as a result of this divorcing of us and God, the material world and God. It says, such fictitious tenets of evolution, which repudiate all that is absolute, firm and immutable, in other words, God and God with us, have paved the way for a new erroneous philosophy, which rivaling idealism... Anyway, there's a lot of isms here, but the point is, it confuses us. 
I, I can't even read it because it's so confusing. It confuses us, makes us lose our sense of who we are. No, here we are gathered as body, and I'd say as bride of Christ. The human soul is made to be wedded to the Spirit of God, and we're birthed that way. We're kind of breathed into this, into this world here to make our pilgrimage, to slowly come to know and to love our God. <clears throat> and God gathers us in every single fashion you could imagine. He gathers us into the body of Christ, and then we share that divine breath. He weds us by our gifts, by our weaknesses, by our um, journeys, wherever exactly we've touched the ground and picked up something of a story. He weds us as individuals and as a, a single people on journey. So let's gather here as we do, as body of Christ, as bride of Christ, and call that spirit that Ezekiel was to call. He calls it from all four winds because this spirit engulfs us. It's in this spirit that we live and move and have our being. So we sit as beloved and we breathe it in. And we receive the divine life again. And we were brought deeper and deeper into the wedding of Christ and us. Just like in the book of Revelation, it says, The bride and the spirit say, Come. Come, Lord Jesus. And Jesus, in all beautiful love and, and responsiveness, says, Behold, I am coming very soon.